0: Hi, this is John Barnes, and you're listening to Cop On.
1: Hello, and welcome to Cop On Podcast, you succulent peach. My name's Owen, and you can send us your hate mail as ever to coponpodcast at gmail.com. Mute us, block us on Twitter at coponpodcast. Do what you will. I'm delighted to bring you a conversation I had with our old bud, Lee Chappie, a Leicester fan, Jamie Vardy look-alike, the creator of 100% LCFC and the Leicester Fan TV podcast and YouTube channel. And let's start with Lee, who will explain to you just how this episode is going to pan out.
0: Enjoy! We're, uh, we're sort of doing a cross-channel right now, aren't we? We're, we're doing this for you, for your podcast, and you, we're doing it for ours as well.
1: Indeed. So welcome as well to you, uh, um to Cop On Podcast. It's great to have you back.
0: Brilliant. I, I, we've spoke, uh, I think, was it last season that we spoke? It was, yeah. And you went on to win the, the Champions of Europe. How was that? I mean, it was unbelievable. I mean, I, 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 got, I got a bus... Uh, I
1: live in, in Paris, and I got a bus 18 hours just to be in Madrid. Um, I didn't have a ticket or anything, but I was just there wow. soaking up the atmosphere. I knew it was going to be our year. And, uh, you know, we all did, all of the Liverpool fans, we were full of confidence after that incredible Barcelona comeback. Our name was on the cup, and then Divock Origi again sealed it. and It was just a joyous thing. Right. It's so nice to be the champions of Europe yet again. It's an incredible feeling
0: feeling. It's just unbelievable and I think I can say this as a Leicester fan I think that's one cup I just don't think we will ever really get our hands on to be quite honest. I think it's just a little bit too far out of our depth but you never know. (laughs)
1: You never know. Would you, never... you have said that about the Premier exactly. League about 10 years ago, maybe? You know? Ex-
0: exactly. Uh, well, funny that we've actually won the Premier League and you guys, I know you've won the league itself, but you've not won it since it's turned into the Premier League. Um, let's talk about that a second. I've got a question for you. Do you think this is your year to win the Premier League?
1: Well, my heart says yes and my head says Yes. <laughs> And there are other, you know, more unspeakable parts of my body that also say yes. Um, because, I mean, we've been getting closer and closer under Jurgen Klopp are making giant strides every season. Um, and I think, I mean, it's still early doors. I mean, you know, we, we normally don't count the league table until 10 games in. It's only seven games in. But, you know, I think everything's aligning. I do think Mad City are marginally weaker um, this season than they were last season, mm. just marginally, having lost company and then the horrible injuries that they've got. And I think that Liverpool are getting stronger, uh, even though we've kept the same team. Our, our morale is is sky high after being European champions, and now we're you know we're playing like champions and we're having the luck of champions. Uh, so yeah, basically yes, absolutely. How are you feeling? Um, and uh, you no, know, speaking of the Premier League, I mean, how what do you make of? Of Leicester City's starts so far. I mean, you know, third in the table is—it's great, right?
0: Unbelievable. Um, I, I do think we owe a lot to not just Brendan Rogers being brought in, but the 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 owners um, for getting over what happened last year um, with the tra- tragedy that happened with Vishay. Bless him. Um, it, it, that could have really impacted the club, uh, but his his son is just. Uh, I don't know he's just he's, he's putting his he's putting it out there that this club's now more important to him than ever before you know and uh, the ambitions there the beliefs there and right now we are playing like a a top four side and is that the hope or the expectation for you this season top four I think the expectation is to try and secure some form of european football which is you know top 6 sort of material Um, and the hope I think is probably to take it to Champions League
1: that's great. I mean, I'd love to see Leicester in the Champions League. I do have a, a soft spot for the Foxes, even though you've had some uh, you know, uh, great results against Liverpool. I mean, you know, you've got a great team going on, haven't you?
0: It's, uh, yeah. it's an exciting time, you know. The, the squad is like an, under the age of 26, most players, you know, apart from our main man up top. And I'm sure you've got a question about the main man, Vardy.
1: Uh, well, yes. Uh, I mean, in- indeed I do. I mean, my question is quite simple. I mean, is he better than ever?
0: Yeah, well, uh, you only need to look at what was put out in the news not too long ago. Jamie Vardy is currently fitter than he's ever been in his career. He has the lowest heart rate he's ever had in his footballing career, ever.
1: That's really interesting. Is he still drinking ports before the match?
0: <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> no, I don't think so.
1: <laughs> well, maybe that's it. That's why he's kicked in the booze and yeah, he's uh, feeling healthy. But Good I do I, him, but I do
0: think that uh, maybe retiring from England international duty has helped maybe prolong his you know, his level that he's at right now because I thought maybe he'd be on the decline by now. But I don't think he's going to be on the decline until probably at least another year and a half, maybe pushing two seasons.
1: Well that's a, I mean that's a good thing. I mean we we've, we've had a bit of experience uh uh with 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 that kind of thing at, at Liverpool and you know James Milner I mean he's been an absolute revelation for us and I'm so glad that he 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 quit England and then a few years back Jamie Carragher as well. Uh so yes, I do think it's a good idea to uh to retire quite early from the national setup. But there you go. Hmm. Yeah. Do you, um, do you want to ask me a question about Liverpool or shall I
0: ask you another one
1: about Leicester?
0: You can fire away. I don't mind.
1: OK. Um, well, um, I was thinking um, the difference in style... Between Brendan Rodgers. Because last time we spoke, Claude Puel was oh, in charge. I knew and you I, were going to you know, bring him up. And what's changed under Brendan Rodgers?
0: Right. So what happened with Claude Puel? He came in and uh, he instantly tried to, to stop the counter-attacking football that we played. Right. Uh, the problem was the fans weren't keen on, on this because we we're, were so used to almost playing this counter-attacking every game. There was a problem to that, is that we were found out. Hence, why Claudio eventually got the sack, and Shakespeare um, also got the sack, was because we'd been found out. So something had to change. Unfortunately, I don't think it was quite ready for a drastic change because Claude Puel came in, and within the space of you know a game, everything changed. He tried to move into a position, you know, a, a, a possession-based Leicester. And I don't think we were ready for it. I don't think we were quite there in terms of talent, um, and it it just wasn't working. Granted, he was here for a while. He got us through that dark time with the helicopter tragedy, which was you know great because we could have really felt a bit. Um, but overall, he's 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 brought some youngsters into the squad, but. I think with Brendan Rodgers in, he's adapted Puel's uh, possession-based into more of an attacking possession-based. Winning the ball back quick and getting straight up and, and you know, attacking. That's Brendan Rodgers. You should know all about Brendan Rodgers. He was there at Liverpool.
1: Yeah. I mean, Brendan Rodgers, I mean, he divides opinion amongst Liverpool fans. Really? Um, a little bit. Because his records was you know a perfect bell curve you know um it, it was it was quite bad at the start he took over uh, at the start of the 2012 season and uh, 2012 13 we got 61 points and his last season his last full season was 14 15 with us and uh, he ended up with 62 points um and in the middle was that incredible season uh where you know we almost won the league and that's What I remember him for are those wonderful memories like being 4-0 up against Arsenal within, uh, you know, after 18 minutes of the match. And there were just some great memories of Suarez uh, every week, you know. Ignore the fact that, you know, you probably wouldn't invite Tim Brown to a barbecue, (laughs) but, you know... He's he's he was an unbelievable player, and as good as as he's been for Barcelona, he was just as good, if not even better, for for Liverpool. Um, so I think amongst the Liverpool fans, there are some who will just remember the end, which was very ugly, uh, because you know, um, and I hope this doesn't happen to Leicester, uh, is that you know his his disastrous record really in the transfer market in retrospect. He signed 33 players in total for Liverpool, wow. and. Uh, just in the summer of 2014, um, you know, after Suarez left, he signed, uh, just off the top of my head, to replace Luis Suarez, he signed um, Ricky Lambert, huh. um, uh, Balotelli.
0: We know how that Lazar went down, don't
1: we? <laughs> Uh, Adam Lallana, who hasn't, you know, really set the world on fire, unfortunately, as a Liverpool player, and it's, uh, you know, it's this he, and lots of other players he brought in, play, people like Javier Manquillo, Alberto Moreno, and they all flopped, and that's yeah. all that's what 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 cost him his job uh, at Liverpool, I think. But he seems to have learned at Celtic, and I don't know. Um, I'm going to cling on to the to the good memories and the happy memories, and wish him all the best at Leicester.
0: Yeah, do you think um, leaving Celtic to Leicester was a a step up for him or a step down? I'm just curious because... The Celtic fans were <laughs> taking the mick that he, you know, was taking a step down, but we don't see it that way. until we think the Premier League is far superior to the Scottish League, um, and it's far more of a challenge. And I think Leicester, although historically probably not as big as Celtic because of their, you know, they, they they've been in the Champions League, God knows how many times, um, but I think it's easier for them to get in the Champions League than us. Uh, do you think it's 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 that way that? Leicester's a bigger side for him to come to than staying at Celtic
1: oh yes I mean the Premier League is more competitive. It's more of a challenge, and also he's a smart man. I think Brendan Rogers is, is is a canny guy, and he could see the great potential that Leicester had. And I mean, what what is there to play for in Scotland? Exactly. I mean, you know, I respect you know Scottish football, Scott. You know, and uh, Scottish uh, fan friends that, that I that I have, but you know, it's just yeah, not the Premier League, is 10 it? Ten in a row mm. or. Or, I don't know, don't win 10 in a row. Yeah. That's it. That's a Celtic. No, manager. but it's true, isn't it?
0: That's true. I, I, I think it's a better move for him here. But it, do you think he'll use us as a stepping stone for a bigger club than us in the Premier League? Or do you think there is some magic happening at Leicester City and maybe we will establish ourselves as a big, big side? Because that's what Vashai's dream was. Five years ago, he said that, he, that Leicester were going to be a big six side.
1: Oh, I think you can, you know, with the squad you've got compared to the to the competition, um, you know, this season. I mean, I do think Liverpool and Man City are out on a league of their own, but no, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see Leicester finish third this season. Mm. You know, uh, which which would be
0: great. I'd take that all day long.
1: Yeah, I mean, you could be the best of the rest, and then, you know, going forward, what you've got now is a great mix of experience and youth, right? I mean, you've got. Um, you know, wonderful, experienced players um, who still remember the, you know, the league winning uh, campaign and then wonderful youngsters. I mean, can you tell our listeners a little bit about, you know, the the brilliance you have in, in Madison, in, in Chowdhury and these these young guns?
0: That's what I mean. Uh, Le- Leicester uh, have become this, um, the old Manchester United where they had like uh, English talent coming through uh, uh, to, you know, to, to really... Play for England. We have that here. We've got the uh, the young Harvey Barnes on the left, who's highly rated. Um, Hamza Chowdhury, who's in the under twenty threes, who's you know, you know who I mean, Afro Man himself. He's he's oh man, he is. He's just a ball stopper. He's everything you want in a central mid defender sort of. He's just unbelievable, and he's like a can't, uh, can't say. Um, indeed he's not English, but Ndidi's a beast as well at winning the ball back. Um, Ben Chilwell, staple English left-back. Uh, left We've got, the list goes on. Madison, a very wanted player by a lot of clubs. Talented, technical, uh, passing's just unbelievable. I think he's got something stupid like 85, 85% passing accuracy uh, this season. Uh, 114 chances created. Uh, free kicks, goals galore, assists galore. He's just, he's, he's a baller. He's a player that you want in the middle of the park, James Madison. Um, And uh, then you've got Yori Tillemans, the man that got away from some of the bigger boys. Why the hell didn't they sign him? The uh, Belgium superstar.
1: Yeah, he looks really exciting, doesn't he? Absolutely. You, yeah, you've got uh, the you know, right back can... on as well.
0: You've got Ricardo Pereira, don't yes. forget him. Um, he was an absolute amazing player yesterday. He, he, he was just unbelievable. He was the perfect winger. He wasn't just a right back, he was a per- the, just the perfect player down that wing. Cut inside and got his goal, worked hard all game. He was absolute machine. Ricardo Pereira and he came from Porto and the Porto fans were messaging me because I've met them through Champions League stuff and they're saying you've got one of our best players there enjoy and they weren't wrong he's fabulous Totally. And
1: on the other side, Ben Chilwell.
0: Yeah, like I say, Ben Chilwell is a staple at English uh, left back. Um, I think that's done him the world of good. I think he's maturing very quick for his young age. And uh, I think maybe with Christian Fuchs, maybe giving him, you know, a, a shoulder rub, giving him some experience as well, because um, don't forget, Fuchs is still in the squad. Uh, he can only get better as well, Ben Chilwell, for me.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's going to be great to see these players get, you know, grow and and uh, get better under under brenner Rogers. I do think he is a, a very very good coach. Um, but if you were if you were uh, Jürgen Klopp and Liverpool, and and you were analysing the Leicester team, would would there be any weaknesses in your uh, opinion that you think we could exploit?
0: Yes, definitely. Um, in the air, I I think without Harry Maguire, the eighty million pound most World expensive defender of all time. <laughs> uh, thanks, thanks for the 80 million Man United fans. Cheers. That paid for the new, <laughs> that paid for the new state of the art training facility, which you can check on my own YouTube channel, by the way. Search for YouTube.com/leechappy. Um, you, that's on there. It's a great looking uh, set that uh, the Leicester owners are putting in. That will be ready for the next season, by the way. And uh, and the 80 million pound really paid for that. I suppose we could afford it, but I'm just saying, getting rid of Slabhead paid for that. But without out Harry Maguire in the squad um we are I think weak at the back and uh, set pieces in the air both forwards and back with, without Harry Maguire we don't seem to have a, a a key man in the air
1: wow okay so that's interesting yeah um I, as for Liverpool I mean you did send me a couple of questions before and you asked us if we have any weaknesses that's right and uh... And uh, when, when, uh, when we uh, organize podcasts, we do podcasts, we want people to expand upon their answers as much as possible. Uh, but the answer to do we have any weaknesses is no. 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 Sorry,
0: you don't. No. We
1: just don't. No, I mean it's 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 incredible. It's, this is the best. I have been supporting Liverpool for thirty years. This is the best team I've ever seen. You know, best Liverpool team I've ever seen. Wow. And you know, people think you know reputations that, that some of our players have are, are you know. That, that you know they're underrated. People think you know maybe Jordan Henderson is a weakness. That's not true. Joel Mattip is not true. Maybe if, maybe Trent Alexander Arnold, if you attack him, it's not true. There is maybe one thing though, I suppose, um, is you know, something that Chelsea did towards the end of the match. Uh, against us, a uh, couple, you know, a week or two ago, uh, which we ended up winning, but we were under the cosh for the last twenty, twenty-five minutes, because they managed to outnumber us in midfield. Uh, they tactically, they got, you know, they outnumbered us. Um, Klopp quite rigidly sticks to the four-three-three, and and sometimes, you know, Salah is told to stay up because of his pace on the break. So it leaves a little bit of a of a space behind him, and uh, Henderson was left to track uh, Kovacic and Mount. Uh, so that was a that was a mismatch there to have two players, um, uh, for example. So maybe that's something you can look at is is uh, you know outnumbering us there and with the clever players you've got like Tielemans and and uh, Pereira and these kind of guys, Madison. Maybe you could exploit that. Space.
0: Yeah. yeah i think that might be a thing because um at, at the moment i don't know if you've seen the article put out by sky sports recently uh, about leicester and how brendan rogers has formed us into a top four team but there's some stats that are quite interesting the opposition passes allowed per defensive action um it's a stat where it's basically explaining that leicester are we are second uh, in in this table of uh, best at getting the ball back so it's like a turnover almost like in 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 american form um we yeah, are we, yeah. we are the best at turnovers so i don't know how that's going to affect but like you say if if that's the case with your midfield maybe we can cluster the mid and and beat you through through the middle somewhere i'm hoping with tillemans and Madison, we can penetrate the middle and you know some nice through balls to Vardy and uh, off we go but the previous results uh, 1-1 in january which again is is an away fixture um and i'd take that again to be quite honest i'd take a draw at anfield on saturday
1: well yeah um um i, I mean because it's because it's at anfield i mean nothing nothing less than a win will do for us but uh, you know in terms of uh, our expectations our hopes for this game but um yeah i mean predictions are always very hard but uh, um you know with if you know, uh, we can put out our full strength team again. We just, I just, ah, it's, it's, you know, poetry in motion. That's the, that's the expression for us Liverpool fans, but it really is this season everywhere. You've got players in the form of their lives and uh, you know, it's, it's going to be hard. I mean, in midfield, we've got Fabinho who we haven't mentioned yet. And Fabinho is, it's almost scary (laughs) <laughs> uh, how he can dominate a match. Uh, just one guy um, in that number six role. I mean, he's, his passing is not just sideways and backwards. He's got a, the full range of passes. And, you know, he's just really clever. He pulls players down, you know, fouls when he needs to. He's tough. He puts in great tackles. He's amazing. So, yes, um, I'm, I'm hoping that we can sort of out-muscle you with the the brilliance of uh, Henderson and Vinaldum as well, alongside Fabinho. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a cracker of a it's match. Gonna, yeah, I Absolutely. think
0: it's I think it's going to be one, apart from the Man City-Liverpool game, I think it's going to be one where everyone's going to have their eyes on it, I think, to be quite honest.
1: Totally. totally. Do, you, do, do you
0: have a score prediction?
1: A score prediction? I'm going to go with... Um, a cracking match. I'm going to go three-two to Liverpool. Ooh. What about you?
0: Yeah, I, I, I was going to say sort of similar. I'm, I'm thinking a high-scoring game, two-two or three-three. I'm going for.
1: Okay, nobody getting the winner.
0: <laughs> okay, that's what I fancy anyway. Yeah.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. And for the whole season, you're gonna you're gonna break the top four. Then you're gonna get into the Champions League again.
0: Right now, there just doesn't seem to be any reason not to. Uh, Man United aren't are not performing, though they do play. Um, they're going to be playing tonight, as as of this podcast recording, just before it. Um, so they, you don't know. They might not beat Arsenal. They might not. Who knows. But at right now, Man United are out of it for me, um, and I think we're better right now than Spurs, and I think we're probably just better than Arsenal as well for me.
1: And and and, uh, and not better than Chelsea as well.
0: Uh, Chelsea's a difficult one because of the the, the way they played against us, um, and the result uh, it didn't obviously go our way. It was it was a draw, but. Um, Chelsea's an interesting one because they can't trans- they can't really sign any new players. But what, what they do have is a very, very, very good mid with N'Golo Kante in the middle, which we know about being obviously an ex-Leicester player. Um, I think if we had N'Golo Kante instead of uh, maybe someone like Hamza Choudhury, uh, I'd say, yeah, I'd say we're probably better than Chelsea. But no, I think they're the, probably the only team I think that would take take our top four spot.
1: Well, Okay. Okay, I mean there's not much in it, but I mean I'm inclined to inclined to slightly disagree with you there because I I think uh, Chelsea's defence is very rocky, and uh, you know even though you have yeah as you say the mercurial Cante. Uh, doing his best to, you know, put out fires everywhere. Um, Aspi is uh, is finished. I don't know if anybody's noticed this, uh, but he's uh, he's not the player he was, and he he was such a good player. I don't think he's that good anymore. Uh, and uh, yeah, otherwise in defence, I don't know that Zuma's looks shaky. Christiansen's shaky. Uh, the keeper, Kepa, the keeper. Pff, I put him on a level with with Schmeichel. I mean, they're two very good goalkeepers, but, you know, one's a world record, you know, transfer. And I don't know. How much did you get Kasper Schmeichel for?
0: I think we paid about one. I think I I posted a tweet out earlier with all the uh, players that we've bought in and sold. Uh, I think Casper was like 1.2 million or something um, quite a while ago now. We're talking a long time ago. Uh, but I, it's, it's unbelievable, the players that we have bought in um, and the profit so far. We've made in-profit of €224 million Euros on on, wow. on players since we've won the Premier League.
1: <laughs> that's incredible. Since winning the Premier League. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. And drink that's, water that's again, Danny Drinkwater again. That's yeah. Danny
0: Drinkwater. Yeah, N'Golo wow. Kante, uh, Riyad Mahrez and don't forget Harry Maguire as well. Who's next, though? That's that's the big worry for Leicester fans. Is who's next? Who else is being, you know, ticked on the shopping list for by big big clubs? That's what I want to know. Who would you sign out of the Liverpool team? Uh, out of the Leicester team for Liverpool? Ooh, I
1: would love to sign. Well, actually, quite a few of them. I was actually <laughs> speaking because I, I work. I work in Paris, and I work. Um, you know. A little bit in football here and uh, i was speaking to a scout the other day uh, about the leicester team um and because uh, he was he was pretty interested in leicester uh with quite a lot of your players and uh, yeah we were talking about you know madison i'd love to see him, you know, in in a Liverpool shirt. I'm sure as much as you would love to keep him at Leicester. I mean, he's just such a brilliant talent. Um, Where he would get into our team, I don't know, but we'd find a way. Um, uh, There there are lots of them. Uh, Chilwell and Didi. um, uh, All of these are wonderful players. I'm not quite sure if they would get into our first 11. uh, But, you know, they'd be very, very, very close. I mean, you know, you could certainly rotate... You know, they're as good, maybe, as uh, as some of our players. Um, yeah, so I think, yeah, probably Madison Chu at the back. He yeah, looks uh, fabulous. fabulous.
0: Unbelievable, in fact. Um, and to think that he was sat in the squad, not being played for a full season last season with, with Claude Puel is is unbelievable.
1: That is unbelievable. And so what happened? Because, I mean, you know, you're you're the sort of star man for your transfer team, according to the media, went to Everton, didn't he? Um, They paid loads of money for it. But you're still finding these absolute gems. So what is the secret? Is there any secret?
0: I'm not sure, you know, because even though the media don't cover everything, uh, one thing that you should know was, you know, Steve Walsh, himself went to Everton, like you said, and he had his right-hand man, which was Craig Shakespeare, who then got the manager's job, which then left. So it's not like we've kept the same staff that are on this. So maybe it's a little bit of luck. I'm not quite sure in in all honesty, because now Brendan Rogers has obviously got Colo Torre uh, behind him as his right-hand man. Uh, it's difficult to really work out how we've managed to do this because we've been doing it for a while now. Um, we did it under Nigel Pearson as well when he was 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 here. You know, he he picked out the the Jamie Vardis and the Riyad Mahrezes. You know, so yeah, well, wow. uh, I don't know. I I've not really got the answer for it, and I'd love to find out if there's a bit more to it than just luck.
1: Well, that's great. But I mean, you know, I hope that you don't get the. The Brendan Rodgers things. I mean, you know, because he was he was signing people for Liverpool. He brought us. I don't want to be negative completely, because he brought us Sturridge and Coutinho, and they were two fabulous players. Um, obviously, Coutinho we made a massive profit on, but he was brilliant throughout his time with us. Uh, Sturridge faded towards the end, but he was he was superb. It was such a joy to watch. But you know, there are certain certain. Things where apparently Liverpool have a transfer committee, and apparently Brendan Rodgers, you know, um, told them to, you know, he vetoed the transfer committee to bring in, um, you know, a player like Christian Benteke, who, you know, Another from, pl- yeah, you know, you could just tell that he wasn't the right fit for yes, Liverpool. Yes. You know, and it's just obvious, you know, and I hope that that doesn't happen. Well, we've only uh, had the for...
0: one transfer window technically with him. Um, so, yeah. uh, I, so I suppose we'll only know when it comes to Christmas time and then the end of the season again is when we can have this discussion again.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I hope, well, I hope for your sake that you have a January like we did um, in twenty. Uh, t- 2013 January, when we bought in Sturridge and Coutinho, and it really set you know, laid the foundations for the brilliant title push. Well, that, that's, uh, that Sturridge and Suarez May.
0: stuff was a uh, thing of dreams, wasn't
1: it? It was indeed,
0: <laughs> it was indeed,
1: yeah. Um, and uh, just one final question for you from me, um, uh, Lee. Uh, do you think Liverpool will make it this season? Do you think we're gonna you know, end this 30 whatever year wait it is?
0: Yes, I do. Um, I've been saying this for uh, quite a while now. That um, one thing I said on one hundred percent LCFC's fan channel uh, after the game yesterday, uh, the Newcastle, we we thrashed them five nil, which was a great result, by the way. Um, I said on the cameras, I said if Liverpool beat us on Saturday, I think it's it's theirs. That's it. It'll be done. I think I think that's the fixture. Um, but I think if we Put a dampen on your uh, extreme fire. I think things might change. So it's going to be. I think Saturday is a fixture that's going to really change the the whole perspective of the Premier League table to the end of the season. Yeah,
1: I hope it's uh, you. Know, but I do think. A, a I do, but I
0: do match. think if you do beaters on Saturday, I think it's yours. Wow. Seriously, well, okay, I, think, but... I, think, I remember Leicester winning the Premier League. It was the fixture against Manchester City at the Etihad. 3-1, Riyad Mahrez, flip-flap, took one player on, belted it past Joe Hart, and I knew from that moment, that fixture, we'd won the Premier League. I knew from that moment. And I think this Saturday is the same moment for you guys. I'm telling you, if you do beat us, I think you'll be talking about the Saturday fixture for a long time.
1: Well, I hope so. I hope I hope you're right. I mean, I'm. I, you know, I was just thinking this morning, how I tell my grandchildren about, you know, our goal against Sheffield United on the weekend. But there you go. We, <laughs> we can, I don't know. I'll just, uh, I'm going to bore my grandchildren to tears about probably <laughs> every, every single match in this whole campaign if we do actually finally make it. But uh, thank you very much, Lee. I think that's pretty much all I've got time for.
0: Yeah, and myself um, actually as well. Um, just going over now, uh, but where could we find your content, Owen, um, and your your social media handles?
1: Well, yeah, so we're on Twitter at Cop on Podcast. Um, uh, Instagram is uh, you know more a personal thing. If you want to see some photos and stuff, that's at Coppon, that's Cop Podcast as well. Uh, and uh, our podcast is available on uh, all the usual apps spotify itunes all that stuff just search for cop on um and uh, yeah thank you very much lee uh, tell it you know so you're it's a LCFC 100% yep, LCFC you, yeah that's and, right so Le- so, Fan TV is that yeah, right
0: that, yeah that's correct you can follow uh, myself uh, I'm Lee underscore Chappy on Twitter uh, I'm verified I'm, I'm classed as a channel reporter apparently um, <laughs> nice. we've got uh, 100% LCFC which is at 100 LCFC and we have a website leicesterfantv.com and also a YouTube channel so you can check that out at Leicester Fan TV or my own personal as well I'm on Instagram as well You just search Lee Chappie you'll find me
1: that's absolutely fabulous thank you very much Lee
0: thank you for having me on as well and uh, good luck
1: yeah may the best team win
0: yeah I'll speak to you soon